And at some point, the sun shining through the clouds and, you know, uh, lit up the entire skyline. But since, you know, we're facing east, you can see the sunset in the buildings. So it's a pretty interesting concept. And then a few minutes later, the, 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 the clouds starting to turn pink. I was like, oh my God, it's like perfect time lapse. Um, so you know this podcast if you've already been tuning in um, you know it's 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 more about how we share our passion as photographers and creatives and in this podcast I have someone very um, excited to introduce to you um, very different in terms of photography world Um, so I actually um, met him or come across his profile in the social media and about his course, so I'm excited to, to go through that. But it's Emmerich, and he is a master of time-lapse photography. Hey, Emmerich, how you doing? Hey, Stanley, doing great. What about you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, just, um, I mean, I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, yeah, well, I'm thanks so, for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on board. I mean, um, you know, um, I, I just met you, um, well, I've just... First time I talked to you, I suppose that's what I was trying to say. I just uh, hit you up yeah. on Instagram and you reply, and then you say yeah. So I was really excited. Yeah, I think the first time we talked was like five days ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something like this. And you asked me for the podcast, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. It's exciting. No, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Um, I mean, like you know, it's uh, I guess that's the cool thing about the social media nowadays. You get to to meet new people that you you know in the other side of the world. So that's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, wh- what you been up to? How's um, you know, how's twenty twenty been for you? It's been pretty hectic, I have to say. <laughs> in a um, good way, I'm hoping. You know, yeah, I was actually um living in Atlanta at the beginning of the year, so my my story is kind of crazy, but I'm gonna try to, you know, not talk for too long. So I was living in LA for seven years. At the end of twenty nineteen, I moved to Atlanta, and for a year. 2019, 2020, I was living in Atlanta. I just hated it. <laughs> I was I was missing LA. I was like, Atlanta is not a great time. But at the end of 2020, I moved back to LA. And it was, a, you know, another big trip where I had to move all my furniture from coast to coast, um, drive for 30 hours alone. It was uh, pretty, pretty long. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm back here in LA. And even with the situation right now, I'm pretty happy to be back. Um, yeah, finally settling. That's in awesome. My new apartment, as you can see. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks good. Uh, that's that's awesome to hear. I'm glad you you know it's. Uh, I think it's always good to be able to find your happy place. And um, yeah, I heard that you got your uh, visa as a time lapse photographer. So congratulations. How is thank the- you, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. So so. Tell, tell us a bit more about your background. Like, um, you know, you say that you are living in Atlanta and then you kind of moved to Los Angeles, but where are you actually from? And, um, you know, what makes you come to America or, you know, to, to settle in, in Los Angeles and what makes Los Angeles so um, your, your happy place, basically? Uh, that's a good question. So I was, I'm actually from France. So I was born in France. Je parle français. Um, I'm, I'm bo- I, yeah, I talk both languages. And um, so until I was 21, I, um, I was living in a medium town called Angers in France. It's like about hours from Paris. Um, and I, went, I actually went to college in, in France too. And shortly after graduating, I actually I always wanted to come to America for some reason, like the American dream, what you see in the movies, um, you know, it's big, it's like you can make money, so many opportunities, all this. And I wanted to try. I just wanted to see, I wanted to come here. I didn't know where exactly. At first, I really, I was a big fan of New York. And then LA was kind of the back of my mind as well. So shortly after college, I was sending emails to companies um, I was finding on Craigslist. (laughs) I was like, okay, I do video editing. I'm going to go on Craigslist and try to see if I can find companies offering, um, you know, internship or maybe small jobs to see if they agreed to work with me. And actually one company accepted, you know, to, to work with me. 
So I worked a little bit for them in France and they said, okay, you can come here for a few months. Um, so I came to LA, actually near LA with a J1 visa. So it was a student visa for people who just graduated. So it was for like, you know, experience um, the, the professional work in the US. I don't know how experience, I think that's what it's called. Um, anyway, so I started in LA like this, just as an intern in video editing. And then, you know, I climbed the ladder, you can say this, um, started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> and you know, year after year, year after year, I got like new visa. Um, and like recently, um, I have an old one visa, which is um, a visa for artist people, for people talented in, in their field. That's how they call it. So it's people in the film industry, photography, even like athletes, all of this, um, it's pretty wide, but it's people who are pretty good in what they're doing. So I was pretty happy to get my um, O1 visa for video editing and um, time-lapse photography this year. They added the time-lapse photographer title in the visa. So I got pretty excited, finally. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was living in LA. I started, I moved from France to Los Angeles in 2013. I lived in LA for seven years until 2019, which is six, six and a half years. And I was kind of tired of LA. So last year I moved to Atlanta on the East Coast. And I was actually, so sorry, I talk a lot. I was supposed to move to New York. So I drove between LA and New York. I didn't want to move to New York. So I moved to Atlanta because <laughs> Atlanta was cheaper. I could keep my car and, you know, I wanted to try it. It's kind of centralized. There's Miami, Chicago, not too far. Um, so I tried Atlanta for a year, just didn't like it, decided to come back because I feel comfortable in LA, you know, I feel like I have some, I have a bigger network, I have people around, the weather is nice, I know the city really well, um, you know, I'm, I'm someone with kind of love anxiety sometimes, so if I feel comfortable in a, in a city, I feel like it's going to help a lot. Yeah, for sure. Which I could not yeah. find in, in Atlanta at all, I was every time I was going out and especially because you know you have like expensive gear so I need to know the area I need to feel comfortable in a place where I'm shooting or it's just not going to work well you could <laughs> you could argue LA is not the safest as well I know the area to avoid okay I know the okay. area is not to go uh, that's why I shoot a lot from Griffiths Park Santa Monica some area in downtown where you're fine and there's also most people uh, I know more people in LA photographers ready to go shoot with me. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, I actually used to live in LA um, back. Oh really? Yeah, I live in uh, in Koreatown, and I went to a uh, uh, Mark Twain Middle School right in Venice Beach. Um, I used nice. to, I used to skip school all the time to uh, skate in Venice Beach. I love that place. Uh, but yeah. if you watch this or hear this, stay in school, all right? Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love LA. Actually, I've been I've been meaning to come back. I was gonna come back this year. Um, I was gonna go storm chasing um, in the storm alley or parking nice. or something like that. And then uh, yeah, I was gonna make it east coast, but then this kind of oh, the tornado like, valley. Yeah, that's oh, definitely yeah, yeah, there you go. That's tornado my that's valley. my bucket list. That's definitely my bucket list. Man, it's uh, it's it's amazing there. Cool. Like um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, for those listener who kind of like don't know what time-lapse photography is do you, do you want to like well i guess time-lapse and hyperlapse because there's two two kind of like intertwined there um do you want to like um tell us a little bit more about what it is sure um yeah it's pretty i'm, I'm always having a hard time uh answering this question but uh a time so the hyperlapse is a time-lapse that moves in space so that's pretty simple a time-lapse is a time-lapse a hyperlapse is a time-lapse that moves um, so a time-lapse is, um, it's a sequence of images that you're going to take with a specific interval. And then when you put all these images to a regular, you know, format, video format, like 24, 30 frames per second, it's going to make your scene look like everything is going faster than real time. So this time-lapse, you know, time-lapse is, you know, how do you explain that? It's, it's like you take a two-hour video, and if you speed up this video to five minutes, for example, everything's going to look faster. But uh, to create better time-lapse, cheaper price, better quality, we take a sequence of images with a specific interval, and then we have like programs 
to like kind of create the video from the image sequence. And yeah, I think it's amazing to see a day to night transition in like 20 seconds, the clouds floating above a city skyline or landscape or changing light traffic. There's so many awesome um, subject for time-lapse photography, which make it very exciting. It's very different than still photography because you, you need to think how is, how is your scene gonna look like in 10, 20 minutes or maybe two hours? Is it worth shooting a time-lapse of this? Do you have like constant motion? Every, is everything moving? Is it a good subject for time-lapse photography? Yeah, and the hyperlapse. Sorry, yeah, keep going. <laughs> and a, a hyperlapse is a time-lapse, but between every time you take a picture, you're gonna move the tripod a little bit, the camera a little bit. And it's gonna create like a kind of a 3D perspective around your subject. <laughs> it's wow. pretty exciting. So do you actually do hyperlapse manually by moving your tripod? So yeah, you have different way of doing hyperlapse videos. Um, you can do handheld, but you're limited, you know, with your shutter speed. Um, I always use a tripod. Yeah. So I do a tripod, I take a picture, I move the tripod, maybe a foot or so. And then you aim the camera at your anchor point. You have to select an anchor point or the perspective is going to change if you move the camera. So if you use the guideline on your camera, select an anchor point, and it's pretty easy. And you still have to stabilize the clip after, but uh, having the anchor point is very important to like, get something that looks real, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, because like I know that um, more people nowadays start using doing hyperlapse into the gimbal and, and I just use a, a motion you know, time-lapse on, like you say, a faster shutter speed. So, um, but to do it, I know like I've seen kind of tutorials on how to do that. Man, it's, uh, it, it looks like it's a lot of effort to do that. It is time consuming for sure, yeah. It takes a long time, especially if you do a tripod where you really have to move the tripod every time. So obviously your interval is going to be longer than a regular time-lapse because you need the time. But uh, the effect you get at the end is amazing. Yeah. I should force myself to shoot more hyperlapse videos because it's it's really cool. <laughs> that, that's really cool. Um, you know, this might be just um, what I need to push me to start doing hyperlapse. But so far, I haven't had the, the patience to do it. Um, but is that... You kind of touch base a little bit on that, but um, tell us a little bit why why time lapse photography? Why why not just still photography? What makes you kind of jump into that sort of genre? Um, I, the the funny thing is, I started photography by shooting time lapse. Oh, right. like I never actually I've never ever uh, shot still photography for fun. I really went straight from like doing some fun videos with my family and friends to time-lapse photography. Like I, I didn't do really still photography and I'm, I'm thinking I'm pretty bad at still photography. Um, yeah, I do sometimes do still photography for fun, but yeah, I went straight to time-lapse and I don't know, there's something very special about time-lapse photography. It's mixing, first of all, photography and video making. You know, there's no other art form that mixes both video and photography which is pretty exciting because you get a video from photos, from pictures. Um, so I, I really love the aspect of, you know, mixing two different art forms into one. And I really just, I get super excited every time I come back home and, and watch, you know, the, the products, watch the time-lapse live for the first time on um, LR time-lapse. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's exciting and it's traveling to new places and, you know, staring at amazing views for hours. Um, I've actually shot time lapses with still photographers, and obviously, still photographers don't like staying at one place for four hours. <laughs> they like they take they take their pictures and like, okay, I'm gone, I'm done. Let's go to the next locations. I'm like, dude, I, I have only one time lapse. Like, I can't leave right now. <laughs> I got half a second. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's a very different world than still photography. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm, I'm getting, it's exciting. I think it's, it's like seeing the world turn in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one thing that really makes me excited about um, time is just that transformation from one to another and you know, seeing things. 
And I suppose like, you know, people can argue, oh, why not just take video, right? But video is very difficult to, to, to see that transformation in such a long period so that you don't actually see that much transformation. So I really love that, um, especially day to night. Um, that's something that I really been wanting um, to do. I kind of try a little bit on that, but I want to do like a proper day tonight. What I've done is kind of just like one, two hours. And it's quite incredible to see. And um, look, I, I know how much commitment it takes to um, to to do this, um, you know, to, to make this um, short footage, I suppose, right? Um, how, how long does you usually stay out there to shoot your time lapse, like at a time? Um, usually, so what I've been doing a lot recently is, like you just said, I'm a big day to night fan. So, like, at a point where maybe like a few months back, I had to tell my to force myself to shoot something else than day to night. Um, so, like, okay, I, I have I should always day to night because it's exciting, it's challenging, you know. And yeah, like you say, seeing the transition from day to night is exciting. So now, when I go shoot my time lapses, I just I usually go a couple hours before sunset. Um, I shoot a few a few time lapses during the day, a di couple day to nights, a few night shots, and if I feel like it, I go to a different spots. But usually, I don't like going to a different spots, so I just go home. So yeah, usually average is like three to four hours on location, um, unless I'm traveling. Sometimes it can go way more than this because you know I have a limited time in the city, so I need to get the most out of it in a few days only so I can stay out for like seven hours and go different places, different locations in the city. It's pretty exhausting, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's exciting, yeah, it's exciting. That's insane, like four and a half hours at a time staying at one place. So what, what, what do you do when you're waiting? <laughs> so I shoot my day to night manually, so I have to keep an eye on my camera all the time. So it wow. kind of keeps me busy. I know a lot of people start shooting AV mod there tonight because it's getting better, but I'm the, the manual guy. I like showing my stuff manually all the time. Uh, otherwise, I just do Instagram. I shoot my vlog. I try to find a class, a, a free YouTube tutorial to shoot. I, I just look at the view. <laughs> Seriously, sometimes that's just what I'm doing. And every time I regret not bringing a chair with me, I don't have a chair. I need to buy a chair. But every time I forget to buy a chair, so I'm like standing for like four or five hours. Sometimes it's it's pretty exhausting. But I don't know. There's, I have the passion around time lapse photography, like that has been going for like almost ten years now, and it's not yeah. fading away. So that's pretty exciting. So what 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 pushed you? Like every time you know, like like you say, you know, you get to a location, you're looking at this beautiful scenery. You don't have a chair. You have to stand up. You, you set your camera for a time lapse and you start shooting everything else, vlogging, whatever, you enjoy the scenery. And then I'm sure after a while you're like, okay, I think I had enough of this kind of like scenery, you know, after you spend half an hour, an hour on that. What, what pushed you to go like the extra hour or, you know, the extra um, whatever time it takes for you to stay there to get that footage? Um, sometimes I tell myself like, I'm here, so, just let's just shoot it, you know, like it would be pointless to just come back later. I'm here. Let's do it. I think I just don't want to, I don't like wasting my time. So I feel like, and also I make money from the time lapse. I'm like, okay, that's a good time lapse. If I, if I feel like it's worth it, I'm going to force myself to stay a little longer and then just do it. You know, even if it's outside my comfort zone, even if I'm tired, like, okay, I'm here, I'm on location, my camera's set up, let's just shoot it. Or I'm gonna regret it. I'd rather, you know, get a little more tired, but not regret it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do, I do get that. I do get um get that as well. Like I really hate it when I go to a place and I realize ah I should have brought that particular lens. Um, you know, it's just a slightly different um context there. But I know exactly what you mean in terms of rather have that extra effort and um, not regret it later. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have like a? Do you have like a? specific like song or like snack that you would bring or like to your time lapse outings? Not even, besides water actually, I never bring anything with me for some reason. If I feel tired, I'm gonna get like a, like an energy drink, but uh -huh. 
for some reason, I don't like eating on the, when I'm shooting. So I just besides water, I don't really have anything with me. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I, I remember this one time I was doing like, I'm like, I was going to shoot the, the, the sunset. And then because the, the cloud was like, oh, interesting. And then the cloud was just gone. I was like, well, that's perfect. And then I was like, hmm. You know what? The Milky Way gonna rise there. I think it's gonna be a good like you know day to like day to night on that. So I, I I brought out like a stove and like I was cooking instant noodles and everything because I just got bored. That's, <laughs> that's the best. That's that's crazy. Like that's um yeah that's amazing to to see that um that much dedication I suppose um to shoot. What I like to do is uh like you were talking about like food or whatever um is something i really like is um booking like hotels with like crazy views so you can set up the camera by the window and do whatever you want you can have a couple beers you can go up at a restaurant for you know to eat you don't care because the camera are protected they're safe so that's why i like to do a lot when i go to a new city trying to find a hotel with a crazy view i think i've been doing this in san francisco and chicago uh not new york yet but it's a, I love shooting from hotels because you can relax, you know? Yeah. Just set yeah. up your camera, watch TV, enjoy a few beers, go for food, like, and then the time-lapse is doing its, you know, the camera is doing its job. So. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely good uh, tips there. Um, yeah. What sort of, um, so what sort of gear that you, you usually shoot time-lapse with? Um, do you like bring like sliders and all that as well, or mainly just um, a tripod and your camera? So 90% of the time I shoot just with a regular tripod. I do have all the gear for slider, you know, pan and tilt system, but um, 90% of the time it's just my cameras and a couple of tripods. I have two cameras because sometimes, you know, there's a beautiful sunset, you want to shoot different part, um, different like time lapses. So I have two cameras, sometimes two tripods, unless I'm hiking, I just take one camera. And uh, yeah, I have sliders. I have a drone as well to do some like high pull-ups from the sky, which is pretty amazing what you can do. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I do have sliders. I have actually, um, I'm a SERP, do you know SERP, the brand? No, I'm not really that. S-Y-R-P, SERP. Um, they do like um, filmmaking and time-lapse sliders, pen and tilt system. So I'm a brand ambassador. They're actually from New Zealand. Uh, from, it's a new company based in New Zealand. And um, so I'm a brand ambassador. They send me some gear and I'm, you know, I have to work with it, do some review videos. So once in a while, I do shit with sliders. It's, it takes a while to set up. I think that's why I don't like it so much. But um, you definitely get like a very nice, you know, one, two or three axis time lapse at the end. So it's pretty exciting, but it takes time to set up. So <laughs> yeah, because like, I mean, uh, I could imagine if you have two cameras, that means two tripods. Yeah, and then at least two, two or three lenses. <laughs> exactly. Two intervalometers, bunch of battery. It's yeah, it's a lot of gear. Like you're gonna need a second, like a, a third and a fourth hand to carry all that gear, right? <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty lucky because I have a roller bag. Um, oh, it's, okay. It's like the maximum carry-on size you can have on a plane, so it's pretty big, and you can attach a tripod on the side, so I can just you know. I pull the bag with the tripod and then I carry another tripod on my left hand. So yeah, I'm, uh, it gets complicated when I, I have to bring sliders actually or other stuff because I'm like, I have the roller bag, I have the roller tripod, okay. Sometimes I also have a backpack with more stuff. <laughs> it's So it's a lot of gear, but uh, yeah, I'd rather have the gear on location and not use it than, you know, kind of. Yeah, it goes back to that notion, right? Rather um, go yeah, exactly. that extra effort than to regret it. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I I actually saw um your your post the other day on YouTube about that uh, progression. Um, you know, oh, from, yeah. from when you started as a, a time lapse photographer. Very fun video. Um, you want to just like share with the listeners um um out there and um. I'll probably um, put the put that link on the on the description anyway. But share us a little bit about you know how how do you progress and um, you know what what was it like um, to to start um, Thomas photography because um, I think for many people especially like I mean I know it was for for myself as well it was it was a little bit out of reach when when I start thinking about it you know it's like 
man, I cannot do that. I was like, I had to wait there for like three hours. And like, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> taking what? It's like, uh, how do you do this? Like, you know, so so take us through a little bit of that. Like, you know, how you how you begin all this um, in terms of, um, yeah, just making a start and then to where you are right now. It's an excellent question, actually. Uh, yeah, when I was actually doing this video and looking at my old time lapses, I was trying to figure out how I started, where I started, you know. And you're gonna laugh, but I started shooting time lapse video, like photography. But even back in 2013, I wasn't even sure what my picture was doing, you know, how, like, I, I didn't know it was really changing the depth of field. It's just, I wasn't really good at photography, but I was still shooting. I was going out there in 2013, sorry. And I didn't know how to control my camera settings. So most, sometimes I was shooting either in AV or even auto mod was my first time lapse in LA. So it's horrible. Um, but uh, I didn't know how to set like, the perfect interval. I didn't have any, I wasn't really aware of my environments. So I was just shooting the time lapse. For example, in the video, you can see a time-lapse of the Hollywood sign and that's it. There's a couple of trees moving in the foreground, but there is nothing moving. So I was shooting time-lapse to shoot time-lapse, but I learned a lot from those shitty clips. Sorry for my language. But uh, I did learn a lot from those clips um, because I knew what I was doing wrong. Like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the clip when I go back to my apartment or house and yes, that's a boring time-lapse, so I need to find a better subject. And then sometimes I'll okay, maybe my aperture is too open here or it's too close. So next time I go, I'm gonna use a slightly different aperture. Okay, the interval right now, it's too long. So next time I go outside, I'm gonna maybe select a faster interval. So I need to select a better shutter speed. It's like, it's an entire process. Like every time you go out, you experience something, you fail, but the next time you, go outside and shoot again what you learned from the you know the previous sessions so you can create a better content and it's really what you see in the video I, I just posted like seven years of time lapse evolution you can really see every single year I was pretty much focusing on a new problem <laughs> almost like 2013 2014 is kind of the same but you can see the white balance is off a little bit 2015 the white balance is getting a little better I started shooting raw files Yes, I was shooting JPEG. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, once you discover, you know, the power of raw files, it's amazing. Um, but then, yeah, white balance 2016, I was maybe shooting more interval, better composition, better subjects. 2017, I was challenging myself, shooting hyperlapse videos. And then now 2018 until now, it's mostly about yeah, challenging myself, finding new location, chasing awesome sunrise and sunsets. Because once you know how to do something and you keep doing the same thing, you kind of get bored at some point. Like you need to challenge yourself. You need to try new things, you know? And that's what I'm trying to do with my YouTube channel. I have like a, a series of challenge videos that's gonna come up soon where I'm trying to challenge myself, do new things that I'm not so comfortable with but learn from those things and doing those YouTube videos to kind of share my experience with my followers as well. That's really cool. Um, I, was, uh, I was just laughing because I remember one of the video you were, uh, you were looking at it and it's like, it's like, I don't know what I was thinking back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some like white balance at night. It looks super yellow. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? It's really funny because I had that moment all the time. It's like, Hmm, like I know I wasn't you know like I was just starting photography but like surely like you know I wouldn't have seen this is great so like that that's just it's it's good I guess um you know for especially listeners who kind of just get started or want to get started that you know we all been there we're not this superhero that so social media make us look like you know like we didn't wake up yesterday and start picking up a camera and then capture of course it. not yeah <laughs> so that's uh yeah it's, it's really it's really cool to actually see that transformation and um um it's really um it's really good to see the passion uh the patient uh patient and the passion you have to um focus on one problem at a time i think there is a lot of i think a lot of us have problem with that i know like for me i i'm i'm really impatient so i want to get there really quickly and for that reason 
I usually rush into all these different things and I become a jack all, of all trades and an expert at none. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the, the focusing on one problem at a time wasn't really something I decided to do. It's just, it happened. Like I was showing my time lapse and I'm like, oh, I realized there's a problem here. So I'm going to work to fix it. When I know how to manage this problem, what I discover a new one. <laughs> until until you know 2018 where now I'm like cleaning my time lapses like crazy and uh yeah when I look back to the 2013 2015 time lapses I see all those problems that I didn't see at the time but yeah focusing on one thing at a time uh, yeah it's not something that you know I was doing on purpose it was really just it just happened one thing at a time but as you can see it took like several years <laughs> I guess you're a much wiser um person than most of us <laughs> You know it right, right where you start. So, like, all right. So this is one thing I really want to hear from you, because um, okay, as a photographer, right, I could go out uh, into one place, and I could, within the hour or half an hour or whatever time I'm there, I could look at it, have a feedback, and I could correct it right away. As a timeless photographer, you don't have that. So how does this, how does this learning progression works for you? And um, you know what, what kind of works that you, you find in this um in this experience what kind of works and what kind of doesn't work to um you know get better um quickly at time-lapse photography hmm. ah that's a good question um i think i think in analyzing your environment to see to see a city or a landscape you're shooting as a time-lapse photographer is going to make the difference so you need to uh yeah, I'd like to set and analyze your environment. So see what's moving. You're shooting a time lapse. You're not shooting one picture. So you need to find stuff that are moving in your environment. So most of the time, it's clouds. If you're in the city, it's cars, people, light change. Like yeah, analyze your environment. I think that's gonna make that. You can see it in my video. Like the the turn point is I know you said sorry. Um, the point where my time lapse is starting to get better is when I really started focusing on what I was capturing. So beautiful sunrise, beautiful sunset, constant motion. And I actually found that my favorite time lapses of them all, they have like three different components. Is that how you say it? Sorry, my English is not 100% perfect. Yeah, component. Uh, but it's like, when you have the city skyline mixed with some clouds, and the fast moving elements in the foreground is usually like the best recipe for a good time lapse because you have the city skyline is your subject. You have the clouds floating in the sky and you have really fast moving elements like cars or boats moving in the foreground. And when I realized that you can mix different subjects together, like a city skyline with a sunset, um, a sunrise with cars or something like this, it's usually what's going to make a good time lapse. So I think if people like who are listening right now just want to start shooting time lapse, yeah, it's start thinking time lapse. Like it's it's you're not shooting one frame, you know. It's not you're not shooting the time frozen. You're not frozen in time. That's what I want to say. So like you're shooting a period of time, five minutes to two hours, maybe more. So you need to, sorry, you need to think about about all of this. I don't know if it makes sense. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, I think um, what you're you're trying to say there, basically, think about things that moving, right? Because the timeline, yeah. the transformation there. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So you say about like the foreground having a moving foreground, changing lights in the mid mid ground, and having clouds that move on the on the background makes yeah that that cool um that cool timeline. Is that I I remember um, when I was first started, I took a photo of this. It was actually a really nice sunset, but it was um like you say there was like it was the mountain and then you got like the sun uh, the, the sky kind of changing color but there was no cloud and sure it was kind of nice to see the changing color but it takes a while and then you feel like hmm <laughs> and, and there's uh, something missing right it's exactly. like you feel like you could do better <laughs> yeah totally so that, that was like uh, when you said that i was like yeah i remember that time when i take that video and that really um really explain why you know that that i feel like there's something missing like you say um 
Yeah, so that's awesome. Um, <laughs> thanks for sharing that. And uh, I yeah. think, yeah, it, exactly right what you say. If if there's nothing moving in 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 the, the in your scene, then there's no point making a time lapse because at the moment it's just a multiple of same thing, right? Exactly. That's actually what I'm, I'm actually writing a, a free class right now, and I was talking about this issue where I told people it's not because you can shoot a time lapse that. You, you should don't show a time lapse because you can show a time lapse because you should. And I think it's it makes a difference. Like, yeah, I can go show a time lapse every day here in LA, but I'm not going because, first of all, I'm lazy kind of sometimes, but I'm saying it's not worth it to go every day. There's no reason for me to go out every day. I need to pick up when there's no smog, when there's a, some clouds, because it makes always the difference. So, yeah, don't show a time lapse because you can. Yes, you have the gear or the time, but go on it's worth it i think it's yeah, it's so what makes the difference it's what makes the difference between a time lapse and a like good beautiful time lapse yeah for sure um and the message behind behind time lapse you know yeah i think as as photographers you know whatever photographers we are we we have this tendency of like um looking at one like a scenery and just like oh yeah that's beautiful and we didn't think about it and just try to snap it and then it, obviously it doesn't work because our eyes and our camera are two different looking at two different things right yeah so that's that's i think that's great to uh, that you mentioned that uh, for the viewer out there um that you know just think about what you're shooting and analyze that bit so how is that how, how do you learn like um you actually um i guess what i'm trying to say is you shoot a time lapse right you invest like two three hours whatever and then after that, you got your um, your your video, uh, sorry, your photo. You put it into a video, and then you kind of realize um, where it's missing. And then the next time, you have to try to fix that, right? So, is there like how do you do that? Is is it just pretty much just a long long winded like uh, process that you have to do? Like you just have to shoot, um, you know, like hope for the best, and then um, review it, and then kind of just. Um, try to fix it the next time or is there a better way of kind of analyzing um what you what might have gone wrong during the shoot itself i'm trying to understand your question um so i what? guess what i guess what i'm trying to say is that um when we shoot still photography we know if we shoot the wrong way if it's the wrong settings or what uh, right um while as in a in a timeless photography you don't know your final product until you go home and put it all together right okay. So is yeah. there a way, um, is there any like uh, a way that you can recognize that you're just like, oh, no, like, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't done that or, you know, I should have done this, um, where it, it, you don't have to kind of wait until you go home and put it all together to know that you did wrong? Yeah, I or, think that's something you develop with time. Like, I think it makes a big difference to really think, like, imagine how the future is going to be. Like, the future is like, what, 10 minutes? Like you really need to think about how it's gonna look like. I think a time-lapse photographer has to, obviously sometimes you can't control the weather, so you don't know you don't know how it's gonna end. You know, you don't know what to expect, but there is like different apps and different, and I think knowledge and experience um, is making you better and better at, you know, thinking what's going to happen. So you, is that is that your question? Am I answering your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a very interesting question, but I'm trying to make sure it's clear for people listening. But yeah, I think that's the experience. Like, I think 80% of the time, an hour before sunset, I can predict how it's going to happen, what's going to happen, because I've seen so many different clouds, so many different sunsets that, yeah, I know what's going to happen. So I know if it's worth going out shooting the next time, you know, obviously I'm not 100% right all the time, but you don't go out there you don't get it right so it's exactly that's that's my motto i have a motto that say in french which means if you don't try anything you won't get anything yeah that's, so that's pretty true like you I, have to try and yeah sometimes it fails so many times i'm like I, I came back with like very bad footage it's like you can't control the weather so you, the, the best you can do is just show up expect for the best Sometimes it works. Sometimes you expected something bad and something amazing happened. <laughs> like it can go both ways, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. Like uh, there's a lot of times where that kind of happens. So uh, I actually like some of the, my favorite shots are 
like that. It's like I'm expecting. It's like, oh, it's nothing. It's like, oh, whoa, what's that? <laughs> I think you need to learn to wait in time photography. You need to learn to wait. That's what's going to make the difference, especially if you're shooting sunset. Like sometimes you're shooting a sunset and like, okay, sunset was like 10, 15 minutes ago. And yeah, the clouds, the sky looks boring. And then bam, one minute later, it's like sky fire, super red and pink. You're like, oh my God. Good thing I let, I, I stayed a little bit longer, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I actually learned that the hard way. There's so many times I go like, oh yeah, it's done. It's like pack everything on drive home. like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And you feel so bad, like you're super angry, but yeah, learn to wait. Even in photography, like regular photography. Yeah, totally. That's, uh, yeah, that's cool. So yeah, that's, uh, I mean, um, thanks a lot for sharing that i think that's uh it's really important for uh for many of us to kind of have that passion uh patience man it's really hard to patience, patience yeah and passion yeah yeah that patience to just um wait a little bit longer and you know don't don't go for that final product all the time um but yeah that's that's amazing um what what are um share with us some of your favorite time lapse moment or just maybe your time lapse well, you know, it can be experience or uh, photo, time-lapse uh, photo altogether. Uh, excellent question. I'm trying to remember like which one comes to my mind first. Um, the the most recent one was I was in New York. It was um, July 2019, so before you know all the COVID thing. But I, I was meeting a few friends at, um, in New Jersey. You know, we have a skyline view on New York, and then it, there was. There were a few clouds in the sky, but nothing really like super exciting. But, you know, it was my last day in New York. So we met up there. We started showing time lapses. And at some point, the sun shining through the clouds and, you know, uh, lit up the entire skyline. But since, you know, we're facing east, you can see the sunset in the buildings. So it's a pretty interesting concept. And then a few minutes later, the, 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 the clouds starting to turn pink. I was like, oh my God, it's like perfect time-lapse. And then you had like a lot of boat traffic on the Hudson River. And then maybe 20 minutes later, almost full moon rising in my shot. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like everything came together in one single time-lapse and it, it got me super excited. And I was like, oh my God, I, was, I had to share with my Instagram follower because every time everything comes together, it gets me super pumped up and I'm excited. and. Like, this is why I'm showing time-lapse. This is why I have some bad days. This is why sometimes I fail. It's because I want this type of shoot to happen. And there's this one, um, I think there was another one. Obviously, yeah, I don't know if you've seen the Sky Space, uh, not, not Sky Space, SpaceX, sorry. Um, the SpaceX time-lapse of the um, Falcon 9 rocket launch above downtown LA. Like this one was super exciting. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew it's a rocket, so it's going to go fast. <laughs> it's going up, so I need to get some room in the sky. So this is what I did. I shot with a one-second interval and super wide. Um, and then it came out like super awesome. And it, when you see a rocket launch in front of you, it's like super freaking exciting. <laughs> was, that, was that the one that, um, that looked like there was an explosion in, in the sky? Yep. Oh yeah, man, that's, that's the I, one. I saw that. I was like, "Whoa!" And um, yeah, that was that was insane. Actually, um, I haven't seen the moon one yet. I, I really need to get a link on that one because I want to. Yeah, I can that. send. Uh, I don't know if it's it's definitely on Instagram. Uh, I don't. I might have a version on YouTube. I still. I, I've been wanting to do a YouTube um, kind of time lapse mix of New York. Um, but yeah, I think there was. Hold on. I think there was. I feel like I'm missing one. Yeah, I mean. Uh, there was like a private property in LA. Um, I got special access to shoot from up there and the view was amazing. The sunset was crazy. It's like, you feel excited when you are the right place at the right time, okay? Maybe it happens 5% of the time, but when it happens, it's just super exciting. And it gives you so much energy to for the 95% of the time where you won't be at the right place. <laughs> So yeah, that's why I keep doing this. So kind of chase amazing moment like this in time. 
yeah, that's very inspiring, actually. Um, it's it's very um, very true the way you say that. Um, you know, sometimes like um, out of all that ninety five percent, only five of them come true. But you know, that five percent is like enough to just it's make you just, like, go for more, right? It's so good. It's like I don't know. It gives you so much energy for you know the ninety five percent that it's not so good. I mean, it's still good, but it's anyway you know what i mean it's it's yeah. like crazy yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's really hard to explain it isn't it it's, it's hard, hard because it's something you need to live yourself to, you need to experience it to understand yeah yeah that's uh, totally totally um do you have like so like you just share some of like your really um you know um found moments i suppose you know one you're 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 most proud of that five percent but um, share us a little bit more about that 95%. Like, you know, what is your struggle as a, a Thomas photographer and, you know, um, to, to get to where you are right now, especially? So there's the most, I think it's like learning how to read the weather. Like sometimes um, the 95, it's, how do you say this? It's a good question again. You're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at this. But it gets me like thinking about how I do things, which sometimes I don't actually. I just do things, but I don't know the the psychology behind it. I, I but, know. Uh, I think I realized that as well when I started to like teach. Is that uh, it's like oh, I don't know how to explain that. So like you kind of have to put that. It's, hard. it's like putting words on stuff you do physically, like actions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sometimes when I fail, it's just yeah it's it's an expected sunset for example like a weather that like a sunset that didn't end the way you want it so you're kind of disappointing or you're not at the right place at the right time or you're facing the wrong way like for example i was it was uh the full moon maybe a month ago or so so i went to a spot in la facing kind of east with downtown la but it was so smoggy that we can and, and actually a little bit of cloud as well like i couldn't see the moon at all i saw the moon for like two minutes and it was gone but if at sunset if i just you know turn 180 degrees behind me facing west the sunset was crazy so i was like oh my god i should have gone to a different place facing west but yeah it's like you kind of get mad at yourself in a way because you didn't go to the right location on time it's like it's hard to expect what's going to happen I talk a lot about sunset because that's what I shoot the most, but that's why I have you know more experience with. Um, yeah, it's just kind of getting mad at yourself for not being in the right place. I feel like that's why I'm struggling struggling a lot, and also trying to find new locations, new angles of the city is kind of tough um, in you know safe areas, especially in LA. <laughs> so I often go go back to like the same spots and. But I'm trying to get different weather conditions, stuff like this. Yeah, trying to be original, it's kind of tough after like seven years in the same area. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's actually one of the reason why I got a second camera. Um, because um, there was so many times where I was like, I want to shoot time lapse, and then 15 minutes through that, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I want to shoot this steel frame as well, but I don't want to break the timelines like yep. I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate myself for that. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm getting a second camera. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I think that yeah. there is a lot of um our struggle um, as photographer, especially when when we get when we expect one thing facing another, and then the other um the good things happen on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, one one day one day I was shooting with one camera. I think. Oh, are you here? There you go. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, one camera, and I didn't expect the sunset to be crazy, so I kind of zoomed in on my time lapse, hundred miles. So downtown LA is like you know kind of close up shot of downtown LA, and obviously the sunset got super crazy, and the, the clouds were super pink and red and. And I got super mad at myself because it was happening in front of me, but I couldn't really change anything. I didn't want to stop the day to night time lapse. I wanted to shoot the full transition. So yeah, you got kind of mad at yourself again for taking a bad decision. <laughs> the right, the, the the wrong focal length that time instead of the location. The location was good, but the wrong focal length. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's 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 always a struggle, isn't it? Um, so, like as um, as a timeless photographer who's been doing this for um, seven years, you say? So right. I have seven years professionally, but I started like for fun back in 2011. So nine years in. Nine years in, yeah. So how, um, you know, like um, like you say, it's, it's, it's really hard to come up with something new, right? It's something that's uh, interesting or fresh. Um, how do you, um, how do you basically fight this uphill battle um, to, to come up with something new um, for yourself? I guess not only for yourself, but also for your audience, right? Because if it's always the same thing, then it becomes less interesting. So how do you create that new, engaging, unique content, um, you know, um, after 10 years? Good question. Yeah. Um, I try to inspire myself from other people a little bit, try to see what they do. Not so much because I don't like copying other people's work i like to find my own stuff obviously but it's great to see what other time-lapse photographers do to kind of inspire yourself and you know i'm someone who really overthink a lot i think a lot my brain is always like to do to so sometimes i can be i don't know brushing my teeth and bam i have an idea so i always have a document open on my computer it's like oh that's going to be a great idea like it's very new original so i write it down and then later on, I go there, try to shoot it and do it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to challenge myself a little more. Trying to, even if I don't know how to do that thing, I'm going to try, go out and do it. It doesn't mean I'm going to succeed. You know, I think that's that's why I don't like it because I don't like failures. I don't like doing bad work. I don't like to waste my time. So every time I go up, it has to be perfect. I have to come back with a great time lapse or I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be mad at myself. But I realized that it can get boring at some point because you always go for the safe, um, the safe game in a way. Like you always, it's not fun, you know. So if you challenge yourself, okay, you might fail at the beginning, but then you're going to learn from this. It's exactly what I've been doing for the past seven years. I'm just, for some reason, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone lately. I'm pretty lazy or something but i've been out of my comfort zone since 2013 in la and that's why i'm here today so i need to find again what's going to take me out of my comfort zone to you know keep growing in a way because i don't want to stay where i am i don't want to be stagnant i don't want to stay yeah i'm, I'm a good level I, i'm good at what i'm doing but i need challenge myself more to be more um yeah to be more happy i guess with the content i create to be more fulfilled, I guess. That that would okay. be the the word for it. The world, the word, sorry, the word. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, uh, that's that's good. Thanks, um, thanks for that. I think that's uh, it's really inspiring to hear. Um, especially, you know, how, how you say that you're you're you know you're you're a perfectionist and you, you don't like failures, but you by by doing that you stay in that safe zone. So and yeah. um, you know what the saying says, you know, there's nothing's gonna happen. There's nothing exciting in in, uh, in your um, inside your comfort zone. You know, all this exactly. That's what I'm, I've I've been life. trying to do. Like, okay, when I'm shooting a YouTube video, for example, and oh, I did something wrong. It's fine. I'm gonna. I'm still gonna share it with my YouTube. And say, okay, I did. I did this wrong. I learned from it. I fixed it. Now I'm moving on. And I I used to maybe the past couple of years to be really okay. It has to be perfect with my youtube videos with my time-lapse videos and obviously my time-lapse since you know it's the final product i really want it to be perfect but it's still like if i fail one day it's fine i can still you know share the experience and i'm a teacher so i need i think it's the teaching part that makes me okay now the teacher i have to be perfect and it's kind of like the the bad side of being a teacher because you put yourself some limits, not limits, you put yourself into a, a mood where you have to constantly be perfect, better than your students with stuff like this. But uh, no, it's fine if, if it's not always perfect, you know, you have to, you learn, you see, we're still all human beings and uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's all cliche, but you know, that's true at the end of the day. That is very true. It's uh, it's funny because it's a cliche, but we often forget it. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Good that you mentioned that, and uh, I think especially as an educator like yourself, um, you know, um, I 
um, I follow your 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 journey, and I I appreciate those those failures um, personally. You know, it, it makes me like it's like okay, so I'm I'm kind of right here on you know like uh, Emmerich's kind of journey, and I know how to kind of <laughs> I know where to go. Like it gives me kind of an inspiration and a goal to 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 aim for, I suppose. And um, as someone who started, um, I think that's one thing that could be difficult. Um, just relating back to myself is that okay, like where what's next you know like because we don't know any better right we only know what we know so seeing that like i think that 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 um that episode that you share between the eight years it was like really cool because like i got to see it's like okay it's like so i kind of know where i am now and then i kind of know where to fix that so that's that's great um yeah um cool like um yeah like that's awesome very inspiring um it's we're coming out to the end of it so i don't want to keep you any longer well, oh, I got a, a couple more questions for you. Which sure, is mine. Um, yeah. Uh, the first one is, um, I'm I'm very I love your your time lapse of that New York and the Milky Way. I want you to talk about that. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm well, a Milky Way lover, so uh, I I, I want to hear that a little bit. It's this time lapse is kind of like uh, the kind of like I just said earlier where. I was doing something super random and boom, I got this idea. Um, so I had to go on my computer and do it and it turned out super well. So yeah, it's a time-lapse of the Milky Way with um, the flat iron building in New York. It's obviously two different time-lapses. You cannot see the Milky Way like this in, in New York. In the center of Manhattan, you cannot see the Milky Way. But uh, when I do like a composite like this, like a fake blending with two different time-lapse, I want to be as as real as possible. Um, like sometimes I added the moon, but you know, people, they're gonna add like a super giant moon on their photo and it looks fake. I'm gonna be the one who's gonna like, maybe make it a little bigger, but I'm gonna make it blurrier. I'm gonna try to make the same color. Uh, maybe I'm gonna remove a little bit. I don't know. I'm always trying to imagine how real it could be. So when I imagine how to see the Milky Way in New York, um, I didn't wanna have, the same exact same Milky Way that the middle of the desert, you know, because in the middle of the desert, you can, there's not a lot of light pollution. So you're going to see a lot of contrast in the sky. So I put my Milky Way, but I also put some, um, you know, light pollution back on top of it to kind of make it a little more real in a way. It's not real, obviously, but I'm trying to find, to be as close as possible from the reality if it was possible to see it. I, I think that's that's why it was I think that's why it's so cool because like you're right like when I when I saw it I was like wow like that looks so real that's insane like uh, what what actually inspired you to do that no idea I think it was um, <laughs> the, awesome. the, only, the only reason is like I was trying to find like a time lapse to share on Instagram and I saw this one of the flight iron building that I've never shot but this guy was completely dark it was okay it's super it's black, it's peach black in New York. Um, there's no clouds, it's like super easy. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should add something in it. Uh, it's nighttime, so I could add the Milky Way. <laughs> and um, so I put it on After Effects, I started like doing the masking around the building. And I don't know if you look on the left, you can see a building with like balconies. Yeah. And I had to, you know, mask all around every single balcony to make it even nicer. And it took me like two hours just to do this, you know, tiny part of the time lapse. But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. So even if I'm gonna fake something, I really want it to be as close as possible from the reality. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was really nicely planned. Um, I must say, like um, I I don't do much um composite as well, like uh, like you do. Um, but like you know, sometimes I like to do it, and um, yeah, it's 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 fun to like to think. It's very like, fun. Yeah. Because like you, you get it's to challenge kind of like, yourself, you know. You get to you get to get out of your uh, reality for a little bit, right? Just like imagine what actually possible. And I think that's that's one thing that I really like about composite is that hey, like you know, yeah, it's sure it's not real, but like just imagine this, you know. It just, could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah. It's like just turn off the light, please, for <laughs> three hours, New York. <laughs> If you look at my la latest post on Instagram, it's a, it's a sunset above downtown L LA. And same, it's actually, uh, kind of, I added the clouds. 
So it, I was I wanted to share this time lapse, but you know it's LS guys, so there's no clouds. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to find a time lapse I shot in the past, and I'm gonna add the sky in it. So I found a sunrise. So I had to flip the time lapse so the the sun will be on the right side. It's also a sunrise, so it's going from night to day. So I flipped the size, the speed of the sunrise to make it look like a sunset. And then I, again, did like the New York one where I, you know, masked the skyline out and then put the clouds on top of it. So it, again, it's fake, but no one saw anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All it's right, just so myself, like, you know, like I said earlier, trying new things and yeah, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But. Yeah. No, that I think that turns out really well. So, you know, like, um, thanks a lot for being here. And um, I think well, one question you. that I always ask to um, um, my, um, my guests is that if there is one advice that you can give to the listener who um, might want to try, um, you know, time lapse or whatnot, um, what would be that one thing that they, sh um, they, they can use to focus on and um, either start a time lapse or get better at time lapse? There's just so many. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's why it's interesting. <laughs> it's just time-lapse photography. It's so many little details and things to put together. But I would say, I don't know if it's cliche, but just go out and experience, you know, that's like awesome. trial and failure. That's, I've been talking about it in this podcast uh, a few minutes before, but yeah, just try, go out. And yeah, you might fail at the beginning. You might come back with some bad time-lapses, but yeah, you're going to learn from this. I feel like that's how I learned to create good content is by failing before the, the good content, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's what I would say. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's Go great. out and shoot and have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Have fun. That's, that's the one thing. That's it's simple, really but it makes a big difference. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks a lot for being here, America. Um, and yeah, that was a lot of fun um, having a chat with you. So. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you know, for um, I know you got a few projects kind of coming up. Um, you know, like, um, maybe share with us some of the projects that you have coming up, um, or some of the ideas that you want to shoot, and let the listener know where they can see more of your um of your uh, your work, as well as uh, how to get in touch with you. Um, especially you know, like um, I know that you're you're um, you have a course. So for those of you kind of wanna. Um, learn that I I did buy a course I haven't opened it I haven't had the time yet but I did thank buy you it. yeah so um, yeah let us know how to find you sure uh, first the projects I have uh, right now coming up um, I'm working on a big time lapse master class 2021 it's gonna mix it's gonna be all different than what I have right now uh, because I'm traveling all around the country I'm going to different cities and I'm, I'm actually sharing how I approach the different cities. Um, all the problems I'm coming across, how I fix the problem, how I adapt my own, myself and my work to where I am. And so I'm going to have, a, it's a masterclass going to mix obviously education, like learning time lapses, but also traveling. And I'm going to have motion control, um, astro time lapse, hyperlapse videos. It's going to be a big, big masterclass coming hopefully before the summer 2021. Um, I'm also working on a, um, film festival a time-lapse film festival i've been trying to it's an idea i've been having for i've had for like almost two years now um to like create like an awesome good time-lapse film festival in in north america because there's nothing right here so i got some uh, i got the jury already i got the guidelines i'm working on the website anyway it's gonna come very soon uh, by the end uh, by the by next year probably and uh, yeah, obviously, and tons of YouTube videos coming soon. So people can find me on uh, on YouTube, Emrick's Time Lapse, uh, on Instagram as well, Emrick Time Lapse, and on my website, EmrickTimelapse.com, where I have uh, my classes, all my online classes. If people want to purchase, you know, it helps me uh, create more content for free and paid as well. But yeah, I'm really glad I have those classes. Uh, yeah, can learn anything, time-lapse, hyperlapse, day to night, cleaning, ever time-lapse, everything you want. There's 24 hours of lessons, so you got the full day. <laughs> you can watch my, my classes for full day straight. 
anyway, yeah, it's all online uh, on Google as well. You can just type my name, you'll find me. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks a lot for that. Um, I I was hoping that you mentioned about that uh, film festival because that, that looks really amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna come next year. I have a. Uh, I don't know if you know Gunter Begner. He's like the creator of LR Time Lapse. Mm -hmm. uh, he's gonna be one of the jury, awesome. and um, a few other people too. That's gonna be a. I think that's gonna be a great festival. <laughs> Yeah, that that's yeah, that's awesome. I saw that on your um, on your feed and stuff. And I was like, man, this this looks like pretty. Neat. It's just teasing for now because I don't have much ready, but I'm just teasing people with like a couple of screenshots. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, thanks a lot for coming in again. Um, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate the, your time and thanks for sharing your wisdom and also your knowledge on this. Um, it, that was that was uh, it was great. Um, you know, especially on. A really niche type of photography, I suppose. Um, um, I was really hoping that you jump on board because um, I did. I don't know many time lapse photographers, so I'm so glad that you did. Yeah, my pleasure. That was nice. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, I'm always trying to, you know, if I don't have an excuse for it, I'm I'm going for it. You know, saying yes, it, it can change a lot of stuff in your life. All right. Well. Wiki Hunters, thank you very much for listening in and um, hopefully you get a lot from that. Um, and, you know, even though um, maybe you want to try time lapse, maybe, um, you know, it's not kind of your, your forte, but you should really give it a go because it is a lot of fun. And I started with my cell phone and my GoPro, so you don't need to actually use this crazy camera to, to start it. So, um, but as soon as I started, I was hooked. Like, I just, there is no looking back. Um, so thanks a lot for being here and um, tune up for next week. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you follow um, our channel and um, you get to hear more about these passionate photographers sharing their um, how photography gives them hope, purpose, and happiness. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button down here and then hit that you know notification ba uh, bell. Yeah, bell. <laughs> notification <laughs> bell. And you'll get notified when there is a new episode coming. All right, well, stay safe out there and stay healthy. Hopefully you guys have a good um, holiday coming up. Mm -hmm.